Hey, Park Snobs, Morgan here. We are taking a little week off, uh, but we didn't forget about you. So we wanted to go ahead and bless your podcast app with a throwback episode of Park Snobs. I believe the one that we're bringing you now is from 2019. So buckle up. It's a good one. And we'll see you guys next week. I feel- Yes, who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Shady's back, back. This is not very Disney friendly. Tell a friend. Guys, friend, this is friend. this is your host Jordan with her guest host Shady. <laughs> Slim Shady. I thought his name was Slim Shady, but well, like I mean that was his alter ego. I understand, but that like was actually like, people very called him Eminem. Ins- like uh, insightful of you. Okay, but people called him Eminem, and I was made fun of for the entire year. <laughs> well, they're all idiots. You should have told me. I would have threatened them Dang with it. eczema. I honestly, this whole time was embarrassed, and now I feel vindicated. <laughs> you should. Okay, we're back, guys. We're I, back. I honestly, I've been really depressed. I know. You got, like, here's the thing. We're just going to call this season two. <laughs> we talked about it for two minutes and we were like, what are we going to do? We've been gone for so long. Like, we're so embarrassed. And Morgan was like, oh, no, it's just like season two. It's not a big deal. You know how you have to wait in between seasons. Like, no big deal. Everyone yeah, understands. we just on a brief hiatus. It's cool that we didn't tell anyone. It's now pilot season. We don't have a pilot because we were picked up our first season and we right. got renewed. And so we're back. We're renewed by ourselves. Like Slim because- Shady. <laughs> AKA Eminem. I'm actually so happy because we officially kind of have a studio. We do. You guys, Jordan and Ryan built a new house. It is stunning. It is beautiful. It is amazing. You are beautiful. You are amazing. You are worth it. Cover <laughs> girl. Oh, oh my. I was like, oh, I Morgan. Told, I made that up. I don't know. I just it's, like, It kind of sounded cover girl. attached it. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Uh-huh. Here's oh, wait. CoverGirl and Maybelline are totally different companies. <laughs> I, I know. Thanks. <laughs> we are sitting in the Flex Room, a.k.a. the Park Snob Studio. Hopefully you won't hear any dogs barking like you did in the past. There are literally upgraded. no promises. You guys, this is the thing. When it comes to season two, we've got more funding, a.k.a. A new house and not really just any basically more money. a room, just, just a better room, just a room that has doors <laughs> and doesn't have another purpose right now. So we're calling it our studio. Exactly. So I basically built my house around Park Snobs. Thank you for all your support, and hopefully this will not be a disaster. But no promises, <laughs> <laughs> y'all. It's so fitting that we decided to come back this week because last week we just took our Disney Universal trip that we have been talking about for decades we had an incredible time and we're gonna you know do a special episode that recaps the the five things we liked and five things we didn't like each so you're gonna get 10 likes and 10 dislikes from our trip to Disney and Universal okay I'm kind of nervous to get started because this is the first somewhat negative episode we've done Mm -hmm. and some of the feedback we've gotten from a lot of people is 
y'all love everything and you hate nothing. <laughs> it's so true. My boyfriend always says, Morgan, was it the best ever? Because every single yeah. time I have something that's even decently good, it's I'm true. like, oh my God, this pizza is the best ever. Yeah. Oh my God, this wine oh my is gosh. the best ever. Ryan calls me hyperbolic. 24-7. Right. So we we did our best in this episode to say five things that each of us really, really, really liked about this trip, which, trust me, was very hard to narrow down, but we got our, our top, top five each. And I don't know Jordan's and she doesn't know mine, but we also worked very hard on the dislikes, you guys. And so you know if we are talking about something right. that we didn't like, we actually truly mean it. And it was tough for us. It was, but it was funny because we were walking through the parks and I would say something to Morgan like, ooh, that disappointed me. And we'd both make a mental note because there are – Disney is not – Perfect. perfect it's as close as it gets in real exactly. life exactly but it's not perfect. it's there are things that i think disney would appreciate us mentioning too from just your basic client's perspective for sure we're gonna try to be negative nancy's in the future too we're gonna try to find those little things we're gonna be more critical we are for that's sure. a good because yeah, we, a good way to put it first and foremost like we do this for fun yeah we have a blast doing it but we want to help you all out so if we can save you time by telling you not to waste your money or your energy hauling butt to the other end of the park to go to True. a restaurant that you don't know if is good or bad or t- or a ride that's good or bad or wake up at 6 a.m. to go on a ride that you might not like. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. Um, that was a here. big hint. <laughs> we want to be here to tell you. I, I didn't say if I liked it or didn't like it. I'm just saying it was a big hint. I'm talking about it on the episode, okay? Okay, guys, let's get started because I'm actually like so excited to I'm hear buzzing. yours. I'm, I'm so buzzing. I'm so buzzing right now. That was so bad. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, George, let's start with your first like. Okay, my first like, this is a little bit more broad. I'm going to start with the ones that are broader and then work my way down. How do you want to do this? If I have it on my list also? Yeah, just say you have it on your list. Okay. Let's just just be we'll wing it. Yeah, we'll let's wing it. it. That's what we always... Are we organized? <laughs> no. We are such jokes. It's Do you think people listen to us and they're like, these people are, are the biggest amateurs ever? Guaranteed. Guaranteed. But you don't listen to us but you because keep we're great at what back. we're doing. Yeah. You listen to us for the bullying. They're like <laughs> hot messes. Oh, here's, here's my... It makes you feel better about yourself. Here's my monthly... Basically. Yeah, here's my monthly exposure to just being better than someone else. <laughs> Okay, my first like is undeniably and obviously the French Riviera Villa that we stayed in at the uh, Riviera Resort, Disney's new resort. Yep, that's my number one on my list. <laughs> right? I, I have to be honest, I had gotten, I had actually read various reviews on it and a lot of people were not feeling it. Yeah. And I lowered my expectations and what I realized when I was there was that a lot of people want to feel Minnie and Mickey and other Disney characters in their face the entire time they're there. And I get that. Like, that is wonderful. But I felt, like, just enveloped in such a luxurious feeling the entire Mm -hmm. time I was there. Mm -hmm. And it really captured Walt Disney's trip around... I think he took, like, some long trip around Europe or... I believe he went on some kind of cruise ship and traveled to Europe, maybe visited the French Riviera. I'm not really sure. He did have ties to the French Riviera. He had, it was special to him. Well, it makes sense because there were pictures of Walt Disney lined along the walls (laughs) in a bathing suit. You guys, Jordan's crying. 
tears of joy. I'm not crying, but it was just so, it was such a shocker to see Walt Disney in his bathing suit when you enter the resort, but I loved it. Welcome to the Riviera. It was like seeing Grandpa Walt in his bathing suit. I just was a little bit surprised. But Jordan, you're the one who loves Rod Serling. Pump the brakes for a second. If Rod Serling's picture was... If in a bathing suit. Rod Serling in a bathing suit, Ryan would have to leave. <laughs> I'd be like, Brian, I'm sorry. I'm, I have to stay here tonight by myself with Rod Serling's ghost. What is wrong with you? I have so many Dick issues. Dick is rolling in his grave. <laughs> we need that to be a shirt. It just says Dick Van Dyke paging Aubrey. Dick Van Dyke is rolling, rolling in, in his, his grave. grave. That's all it says. No yep. disrespect, Dick. I know you're a big listener. We love you. <laughs> We're huge fans. Morgan wants to roll in your grave with you. <laughs> Too. I would love that. It would be an honor. Oh, <laughs> an honor and a privilege. I, the Riviera was so cool to me because number one, it's relatively new. You know, I love a new hotel mm-hmm. or a new resort. I'm a huge fan of being in somewhere that I feel not a lot of people have stayed. We're one right. of the first to experience it. It just right. opened mid-December, y'all. And so it's relatively new. It was originally supposed to be a, a resort for only the Disney Vacation Club members, but they opened up a select few rooms to anyone who wants to stay there which thank god because we are not vacation club members i do own a disney visa card though and that's what got us our major discount so check it out yeah that's a that's a very good point but the riviera had so many amazing qualities that you really can't find a ton of disney resorts number one first and foremost i have to say the 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 skyliner the sky honestly nothing compares nothing compares this is the future you walk out of the riviera you take like 20 steps and you're ready to board the Skyliner. The line is, there was no one in line. You walked right on. It was the most accessible and easy way to get to both Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Literally, like within two seconds, you're on the Skyliner and you're in the air and it's a fun ride Mm -hmm. and it's fast and it's easy and there are views and I just could go on and on about how freaking amazing it is to stay at a resort that has access to the Skyliner. Right. I want to say that there was a, a huge line on the way back from Epcot every night that went so, so fast. fast, you would not believe it. They, The people who work the Skyliner are efficient. So efficient. You think they worked in a Ford factory. And we made like friendships with everyone we rode back with, which was really cute. The views are yeah. stunning. You sit in these gondolas with, I think the max is nine people. And ten. ten. 10 10 people people, yeah we had a stroller so we were never with a a group of 10 but we sat with like amazing couples who had stories to tell us from home or about their kids or this one woman was talking about all of her different experiences at the park and how she you know used to go there with her son and this one family was there this guy and his daughter who was clearly on a date with like this woman he was dating and her son (laughs) which was actually it was a little awkward it was a little awkward but I mean you just people are not afraid to just talk and you know get to know each other in these gondolas it's a quick trip it's not very long but it is so much fun. I cannot recommend it enough. We only rode the monorail once. And honestly, once. I, did, I didn't miss it, which is weird because I, I always consider it to be somewhat of a ride. It's an experience, especially Por favor, Montegona Escarabajo Puertas. Por favor, Montegona Alejandro de las Puertas. Exactly. Morgan has it down. I'm gibberish. But I, I really did not miss it this time. And yeah, I, the Skyliner, in my opinion, was way more fun. 
you are able to see so much more and I loved the theming on the gondolas but when you get a clear one there's nothing like it. Yeah so they're all decorated or uh, wrapped with different Disney characters except a select few are just clear and there's no wrapping on it so you can really see out the windows so much better. The views are outstanding especially at night when everything's lit up. Sometimes you can see the Epcot fireworks from the Skyliner. I mean y'all come on. I truly would spend a day take a bottle of wine and just ride the Skyliner back and forth. (laughs) and meet new people. Yeah. I do want to say before moving on that a few of my favorite things about the French Riviera. Yeah, not just the Skyliner. I do want to talk about other stuff. I loved the s'mores that they offer. Yeah, they offer s'mores every night from 5.30 to 6.30 at the pool. It's a little bit inconvenient, but if you're the family who takes a day off from Disney, hangs by the pool, relaxes, this is the perfect before dinner little experience your kids will love it i wanted s'mores i was craving s'mores this entire trip and y'all will learn in a little bit we did get s'mores at one point but we were never at the hotel between 5 30 and 6 30 so we didn't do it at the riviera but it's so nice that they offer that there so thoughtful there's a lot of family friendly like amenities and activities that take place at the riviera they have an incredible gym an incredible gym. It's gorgeous and no one was in there. And I honestly just wanted to like sit in there and watch Disney movies and not work out. I wanted to go work out in there, but I never had the energy. Obviously, you're at Disney. You take like 30,000 steps a day. You are working out. You're working out. Yeah. But aside from the gym and all of the amenities, it wasn't overly crowded. The rooms were extremely nice. Gorgeous. The marble in the bathroom actually took my breath away. I mean, like the rooms were really nice. Like think... Think Grand Floridian rooms, but nicer. Like, they are nicer. They're than the, nicer I, than the Grand Floridian. Like I, I completely agree with you because they're newer. Right, and you can't beat newer. Right, and it has that little, like a little bit of that French style, and so they're just very, very pretty rooms. Um, there are really good restaurants at the Riviera. One that I can recommend is actually just a quick service one, but I did eat there. The, it was called Primo Piatto, and I'll talk about it in a later episode when we do our food review from this trip. But the food there was so good. The service was really great. Um, it's right downstairs uh, behind the coffee shop, which is also really good. We got coffee there every single morning, mm-hmm. except the one thing I'll tell you, don't get the almond cold brew. It was disgusting. I will say that the <laughs> almond cold, I, I do feel that it was made wrong that day. I, I mean, I hope it was made wrong because it was not good. The thing about almond that I think a lot of people forget is it is such a heavy flavor if you use mm-hmm. too much. So like a little bit of almond goes a long way. Remember right. that. <laughs> right. But other than that, literally no complaints. No Can complaints. we agree? No the, complaints. The people who work there are, they have the most beautiful personalities. Yeah. And they're so everyone happy to so see you. so welcoming. You get there and everyone tells you welcome home. It's and you just, feel like you're home. Like, you do. I, I every night we came, we went it. back and I was like, I was just about to say every night we came home. I was so yeah, happy. It did. Exactly. It was very welcoming and warm and I, I just loved it. We stayed in a one-bedroom villa, and that it had a full, huge, king-size bed, two bathrooms, a bathtub, a shower. I took a bath every night. Yeah, I mean, a, a Murphy queen-size bed that pulled down from the wall that you would never know was even there because it was hidden behind a piece of art. And a kid's And then they bed. had a little kid's pull-down yeah. bed that looked like a little uh, dresser, but it pulled down and it was a kid-size bed, a twin bed, but regardless... Y'all, let's do an episode on the French Riviera. We will do an episode on the it's Riviera. It's become one of my top three resorts. Yeah. I have to be We honest. will do an episode on the Riviera. Absolutely. I'm okay. glad that was on both of our lists. What is your second like? My second like is uh, Le Cellier. I have a... 
something more specific at Le Cellier that was actually my like. I have... So for my second like, I did the Skyliner, mm-hmm. but I think that... Oh, okay. And we already talked about it. <laughs> well, exactly. So I think I'm going to take a little... I have something that I liked about it too. Yeah. And hopefully we'll have different things and then we'll talk about okay. it. Okay. So it was our first time eating at La Cellier and we originally had plans to eat at Teppanetto, which is one of our favorite restaurants. It's at Japan. It's the Teppanyaki restaurant. And Jordan and I kind of were talking a few days before we left for our trip and we were like, you know what? Maybe we should try a place that we haven't been because like we said, we are people who know what we like and we stick to what we like. We are creatures of habit. We are creatures of habit. But we tried something new because we had heard great things. Um, Y'all, I loved like capital L-O-V-E-D, the poutine. It was my first time ever having poutine. We had the Le Cellier signature poutine. Oh my God. I was drooling. It was so good. So Jordan's husband, Ryan, lived in Montreal for a while, and he used to eat poutine, like, on the reg. So when I saw it on the menu, Ryan was like, oh, my gosh, we have to get this. It's, like, a Canadian staple. You have to try it. It's so good. So we did get it, and honestly, like, if that was all I had eaten that night, I would have been happy. I mean, the funny thing is, like, you can get so many different types of poutine, and Morgan just bluntly asked the waiter, "What is what is your favorite? You're from Canada. Right. Give us the goods, and, and he, he flat said, out by like no hesitation. This Le Cellier signature poutine is by far the best that we have, and it was phenomenal. Oh my gosh, it was so good, y'all! Like I, and when you hear what poutine is, you don't expect explain it what to it be. is because I feel like a lot of people may not know. Sure. So this this particular poutine, because I'm not a professional by any means, but it it has a professional pe- poutine eater. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm not. Um, what was the word I was looking for? Oh, shoot. Sorry, I have to stretch my leg. No. It's hurting. Yeah, you're fine. Um, Do you want me to massage it? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I'm not a um, connoisseur of poutine, but... Poutine is the weirdest word. I, I know. I hate I, it. Trust me. I wish it was called anything else. <laughs> but <laughs> it's made with fresh cut French fries, Canadian cheddar, truffle, and red wine reduction. It wasn't super heavy on the truffle. My mom is not a truffle fan. Jordan's not a truffle fan. It's not that I'm not. It's just that sometimes it's very it can be intense. overboard. Yeah, it's very intense if they don't do it right. I thought they did it perfectly. In they this really routine. did. It was exactly right. That red wine, red wine reduction was so good. But you don't think of something that's going to be like over the top amazing when we're talking about like French fries at a steakhouse. Like... It's just, it doesn't, you don't imagine it yeah. being something that you rave about. Yeah. But it, it just was. It was so good. It was my favorite thing about La Cellier by a landslide. The vibe in the restaurant itself was awesome. I loved how it was kind of tucked behind rocks and it had like a cellar feel. It really like did. Like a wine It was very feel. intimate. It was very intimate. I loved our server. He was so nice. That's Obviously, my second like. like Canadians. Yeah. Our server was so nice that he felt bad asking us if we were ready to order that's yeah. how nice he was he yeah. did not want to rush us the least assertive person he, he would come over and he'd be like how are you all feeling yeah and we'd be like oh we're doing great and he'd be like okay and he'd slip away and we were like okay we can we're yeah. ready to order we now, said yeah sir. we said we're ready to order and he was like oh that if you're sure yeah. <laughs> it was so nice and they even corked the wine bottle that we didn't finish and let us take it home which that's a disney touch yeah that all other places on earth are missing out on. Yeah, a lot of places won't do that for you, but it was so nice that they did that. And we did end up drinking the rest of the wine on our last night. 
drowning ourselves in misery because <laughs> honestly so sad like bye to Ugh. the best place and most magical place in the world okay let's move on jordan what's your third like okay my third like is this has to be one of yours if it's not i'm just i'm honestly i think i know out. exactly what you're gonna say Hagrid's yep. motorbike yep. ride. that's my fifth one okay i have to say this before Ugh. anything else is said this is probably the best roller coaster i've ever been on in my life 100,000% agree. I could Nothing cry compares. right now thinking about... Nothing compares. The brilliance mm-hmm. of the technology that... Yep. Who are the engineers? You are invited to my final dinner. <laughs> Honestly, you're going to be sitting next to Rod Serling and Walt Disney and, and Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke will be there. I'm trying to think of anyone else. His grave will also be there. Um, This ride... Okay, Let's, I... Would let, honestly, let's only say what doesn't I know. give anything I'm not going to give anything yeah. away. So I... I have that in my notes. Like, I have to tell you guys, if you haven't already, please, before you write it, do not read spoilers. Do not watch, Don't watch the, videos the YouTube, on YouTube videos. I I didn't. I went in fully blind. I had no idea what was going to happen. And good Lord, like this ride. How long after this ride was I talking about it? I We haven't stopped. We like, have walked into my house and you're like, hey, Jordan, Hagrid's, Hagrid's motorbike ride. ride. <laughs> I am telling you guys... Number one tip is if you're not very tall, sit in the motorbike seat. If you're tall, if you're six three or above, it's going to be a little hard or uncomfortable for you to sit in that motorbike seat. You're going to probably be more comfortable in the sidecar. But if you are, which is ironic when you think about right, it, right? It really is. Yeah. Um, but the motorbike seat, when you're leaning forward and you feel like it's just you on a bike and you're riding, oh my, y'all, I. I could cry. Yeah. I, I could honestly cry. I have cry. emotions and feelings toward this ride. This is by far the best ride at Universal. By far. Not by even a contest. Far, like no contest. Not even at Universal. I'm going to make a bold statement. This I, is the best roller coaster out there. Yeah. I think it's absolutely the best roller coaster out there. Yes. The best, the best ride, ride at Universal and it is on par with Flight of Passage. I am telling you're you. You're not wrong. It you is are on not. Par. So here... Here's the thing. Morgan and I purposely rode in different positions so we could give you the perspective of both. Mm -hmm. And the sidecar is incredible too. What I will say is if you're riding on the motorbike, you probably have a feeling that you are the only person on the ride. So we weren't in the front row. I wish we were. If you're in the front row. I would wait next time. I would wait front row. I would absolutely. I'd wait for an hour. I would wait. (laughs) I would absolutely wait. We waited 75 minutes for this ride. Worth it. It was beyond worth it. The queue was gorgeous anyway. The queue is amazing. It's in the wizarding world, and so you know that it's going to be a great queue. All of them are. But I just, y'all, like, I... I have dreams about this ride. Like, it is such a unique and special experience. Like, there is nothing else out there like it. The technology far surpasses any other roller coaster that I have ever been on in my entire life. And I... Everyone needs to ride it. Everyone, your mom, your dog, everyone needs to ride it. The last thing I will say about it is it will be more meaningful to you if you watch the Harry Potter rides, or sorry, Harry Potter movies, and and you pay attention. If you're watching them, putting them on in the background, and thinking that you're going to be able to understand everything that happens on the ride, you won't. Will it be just as thrilling? Yes. 
But will it mean more to you if you watch the movies? Yes. Yes, it will mean a lot more to you. Because there are moments, and I'm not going to give anything away, but there are moments where the the coaster will stop and you'll run into Hagrid or it'll start moving really slow and you'll run into Hagrid and he's, you know, with one of his beasts and, you know, he's talking. (laughs) He's talking or he's mentioning something that's happening and you... Being a Harry Potter fan, you know exactly what he's saying and you know like what this animal does and like what Hagrid means when he says, oh, like this is what I need to take care of this situation. There are charms used that you experience. Oh my God. It is it is way better than the other two Harry Potter rides. I know. I'm freaking out. I mean, once you ride this, it makes the other two Harry Potter rides seem dated. They seem amateur, to be honest. They uh, yeah. seem like like Ryder should be able to ride them. Exactly. Like, <laughs> why did Ryder not ride right. all of them? So, anyway, mm. Morgan and I are both in love, and Best I'm really right happy ever. that these this was on both of our yeah. like lists. Because Best right ever. This should be on our love list. Yeah. And honestly, so what happened when we went to Universal, and I'll talk about this in my on, on the other side, but we didn't have a ton of time. Um, we under anticipated the, the time we would need to experience the fullness of both parks you're not wrong so we had to kind of rush to Hagrid's ride it had been delayed and closed for a significant amount of time that day we were really worried that we were going to miss it so when we saw that it opened back up we literally rushed yeah from uh Universal to Islands of Adventure and got in line to wait 75 minutes for this ride we met Ben over there actually and right. this was his first time riding it too and he, I, I'll never forget, he looked at us after that ride and was like, I live in Orlando and I've not been on this ride yet. Like, well, I have been doing myself a disservice. Like, yeah. this is insane. I just have to say, maybe this should have been my second like. Ben, you're my second like. I really enjoyed spending time with you and I hope we can be friends. Jordan. <laughs> be my Did I'm- friend. Just kidding. Ben and I got in a fight before we went to Disney. They did. Now they're made up and they're friends again. He, he, ben, you can come to my final dinner. Oh, that's a stretch. Well, Jordan, you what's can, your You can sit at the kids' table at my final dinner. <laughs> okay, Morgie, what is your next like? My next like, and this is going to surprise anyone who is a park snob. I'm so nervous right now. What is it? The Hulk. Really? Okay. I am freaking out because this is a victory for me. (laughs) If you guys listened to our Worth the Wait episode um, from from the Islands of Adventure side of Universal Studios, I said that I would not even wait 15 minutes to ride the Hulk. You were like mad at the Hulk. Adamant. Yeah. Because the past several times I've been on that ride, I have gotten the most intense and severe headache that lasts... Far too long into my day ruins my experience at the trip at the park, and I just hate it. I hated that ride. Yeah, I was just so over it. But like we always do, we got the Universal Express passes this trip, and so we literally, quite literally, walked right onto this ride. Right, and we got to the front, and we said we want to ride in the front row because Ryan refuses to ride the Hulk unless he's Ryan's in the front a Hulk row. snob. Like yeah. if Ryan had a podcast it'd be called a Hulk snob. And, and now he I know only rides in the front. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it's a different ride when you're riding it in the front. It is a different you are by yourself. Y'all, I did not get an ounce of a headache riding in the front row of this ride. I don't know what physics cause you to get headaches anywhere beyond the front row because I do. I've sat in the second row and I've gotten a crippling headache. But the front row like 
zero headache. If you're like me in the ride, like rattles your brain, wait however long you're going to have to wait, which we didn't wait right. long. We waited like two, maybe two trains to get on the actual. We only waited two. I mean, we actually had one person in front of us in yeah. the front row line. We didn't wait at all. Um, get in the front row. It's a night and day experience. I love this roller coaster now and I will never ride it again anywhere but the front row. You know why it is? I think the wind literally holds your head back because mm-hmm. it's smacking you in the face. It holds your head back yeah, against the... Whereas you're blocked from the wind in any other row. Exactly. Maybe. Like I... You see the whole part. It was night and day. It's amazing. I, I love this roller coaster. I actually... I do black out, and I did black out twice in this roller coaster. Not in a scary way. Like, it's a quick second where I just Your can't. vision just goes black. My my vision is just black. It's like, yeah. Jordan, calm down. What are you doing to me? You're my so brain excited. says. But um, it's, it doesn't matter because I'm obsessed with it. Right, right. Ryan's going to be so happy. Yeah, I just... Uh, I, I have to take back what I said. It is worth the wait. I would wait yeah. an hour for this ride. Okay, so my goal in reviewing Disney World was Mm -hmm. to say things that I liked that I haven't mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And so my last two are probably going to be surprising and they're probably going to be unique. Okay. Um, I loved the Nemo ride and the aquarium experience after the Nemo ride in Epcot. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm with you. And I, I thought whether I should mention this because what I really liked about the Nemo ride was how kid-friendly it was. Yes, exactly. Ryder was very engaged the entire time. And then he loved... He loved the fish. The aquarium. So taking your toddler to Disney World is no joke. It's and hard. And it is... You have to change them every hour on the hour or their diaper may explode. We're going to mention that in another oh episode. <laughs> Ryder's diaper may have exploded. No hashtag cake diaper. Okay. The Nemo ride... Ryder loves Finding Nemo. He especially loves Finding Dory only because the part where the stingrays come in, Ryder kind of does a funky dance or singing a cute song. And it was the first moment at Disney where I felt like Ryder connected a movie he loves to a ride. Mm -hmm. And that was so cool. And he was waving at the different characters throughout the ride. But afterward, looking at the fish and knowing that Disney... If you've watched an Imagineering story on Disney Plus, you know that the people who work at Disney value animal life and they do everything to ensure that animals are treated well. Right. And like in Finding Dory, Disney has a rehabilitation center for fish. And that's what this is. Mm-hmm. You can actually it's see It's not the fish. an aquarium like a typical aquarium where they capture animals no. and they bring them in and they make them live there. It's a rehabilitation center. They have sea turtles. They have dolphins. They have sharks that they're rehabilitating. And then we'll eventually release them into the wild. We could go on and on about the reasons. But... Imagineers, you're invited to my final dinner. <laughs> they have already been invited like several times. You are... They got the invite, Jordan. They're not coming. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, Um, this if you have young kids, take them on the Nemo ride. Spend time. There's no one in there. (laughs) That was so awkward. Pour me some. Thank you. Peasant. Um, So I totally agree. I thought the aquarium was actually the coolest. Like I loved that. And when we had uh, one night we had fast passes for Soren. And so obviously Ryder can't go on Soren. So my mom and I went and then Jordan and Ryan went together. So Ryder at this point was 
Ryder's a very shy baby, and he doesn't like to be without his mom. He is a mama's boy through and through, and so any time that Jordan had walked away while Ryder was awake, he would throw a temper tantrum. But they went on Soren. Ryder happily walked away with us. We went and rode the Nemo ride for a second time. We went and went to the aquarium for a second time, and he was literally enthralled and entertained Mm -hmm. the entire time like not a peep about mom not a peep about anything well, calm down okay with, like jordan he didn't even know you existed at that point and it was amazing because like, i've mom been trying knew. to teach him like she's annoying she's Ryder. not like, that get cool. over it she used to follow me around and dress like me and try to name like her her name almost rhymes with mine which made me so mad as a kid it was i loved that for that reason there are very few things that kids can participate in um, at kids of his height can participate in at the the adult parks like yeah. Epcot and uh, MGM or sorry we're lucky he's Hollywood tall Studios. for his age though because we did get on a couple yeah we did rides, get on a couple rides because we he's tall to. but that's what you get for having a six foot five dad <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan what was your other rut like the aquarium yeah, I okay, mean, that was, you, no, you that was those... a slash. That okay. was like a Finding Nemo okay. slash. So what's your fifth like? No, you have to go. Gosh dang it. I didn't she thought that. she was getting away with that so well. Well, okay, so this is something that's not going to surprise y'all because we mention it all the time, but I'm just so continuously imp- impressed by this place that I just have to mention it again because maybe you forgot that we recommend that you go there, but like you need to go there and you need to go to Mythos I, now. Oh, Mythos. Yes. I honestly, I, I thought Santa you were going to see Viennapoli. Oh, okay. Well, okay. we had a really fun experience. We there. did. I'm going to tell you at our next episode. Yeah, it was about Viennapoli. love Viennapoli. We always talk about how what we love about Disney and Universal is that it's not, they're not really theme parks. They don't really have theme park food. Like, yeah, you can get a churro at a stand or popcorn or a corn dog or a turkey leg. Yeah, you can get those. You can get theme park food if you want theme park food. But the restaurants, the sit-down restaurants in particular, Mythos specifically, like never, never ceases to amaze me. The funny thing about Mythos is you're never, ever, ever expecting. I think, you know what, honestly, the expectations at Universal are undeniably lower than at Disney. Yes. Especially from a customer service standpoint. But we actually, this trip, we had such amazing customer service at Universal. That's what I want to talk about a little bit. Yeah, and let's talk about that in a second. But Mythos, by the way, for those of you who who don't know, is on the Islands of Adventure side in the... uh, It's on the Hidden Continent. I always call it like the Mediterranean. Yeah, because it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, It's very cool. Um, It's very... It's a sit-down restaurant. It's continuously like rec- like recognized for their food and their atmosphere and everything. It is an amazing place. But this time in particular, it wasn't even my meal that I loved so Mom's. much. My mom. Oh my gosh. Got the fork, knife, and spoon grilled cheese. And you guys. There's really no food. I mean, it, it just it, is. I know that Jordan and I literally just said that we're – hyperbolic about things no but this this is is the best grilled cheese i've ever had in my life it's not only the best grilled cheese but it is home because it is grilled cheese and tomato soup and and the grilled cheese is literally it's gourmet it's in the tomato soup it's not with it it's in it and it's still crunchy and there's pork belly on top how is this a thing i don't know literally the server was like i told the chef when he said he was going to put this on the menu that sounds disgusting because it's going to be soggy it wasn't soggy the bread was crispy she and buttery about- and melt in your mouth and it was 
Oh my gosh. I think it's I'm... like secret Greek voodoo because she was like, oh yeah, it's this bread that no one knows about and we can't really tell you what it is, but it you know what it actually tasted tasty. like? You know what it tasted like? What? Really super buttery brioche. Have you ever had brioche? I definitely have, but I'm just not as familiar with the texture as you are. Ugh! You guys, there's nothing that we can even compare it to. It was so... So and good. I had a burger, and the burger made me want to, like, die of love. Right. <laughs> and Ryder had pizza that literally The looked, pizza was so... The kids' pizza was so, so good. You know what? On If you've ever watched a Goofy movie and you have oh God, seen... Oh no, no. You know what? <laughs> Not the Leaning Tower of Cheesa. I'm sorry, but that looks no. like the tastiest cartoon pizza ever. No. The tastiest cartoon pizza ever is from All Dogs Go to Heaven. <gasps> You're not lying. I'm not lying. Don't make me snap my fingers in a Z formation. Snap them. Okay. Morg, do you want to know what my Wait, final one is? I also want to talk oh. about, while we're, we were on the topic, because no, no, we no, just please, brought it up. Please, please, And I'll talk about this briefly. We mentioned the customer service at Universal, how it was right. a lot better this right. time than we had experienced in the past, and it truly was. We got to the park, and we had purchased our tickets um, beforehand. And so we went to the kiosk to try to print them. We couldn't print them, so we went to the guest services uh, counter and waited in line for a little bit. We got to the front. We were like, we need to print our tickets, but also we want to purchase some express passes because we hadn't purchased those in advance. The woman looks at us, and she says, you know what? Like... To be honest with you, the park's not that busy today. So, you know, I don't want you guys wasting your money if you're really not going to be waiting in line that much. Which, y'all, like, for someone to sit there and actually try to help a customer save money... Exactly. ...is amazing. She was so kind. Yeah, she really was. She was genuine. I mean, we ordered them anyway. Like, Don't I ho- get us I hope- wrong. We I didn't take her advice. <laughs> it is a non. It's a park snob non-negotiable. You have to get the Universal Express. We will go passes. broke before we do not exactly make a, a stupid decision. <laughs> before like we wait in line. Before we wait in line, we will before go. Before we stop being brats, basically. No, but it was just awesome to see. Um, and there were several instances of really great customer service at Universal. So it's almost like they listen to park snob. Okay, my final like. This is random, but that's what I'm all about this episode. Living with the land. I knew you were going to say that. Because we got off that ride and you were literally like, wow. Okay. Blown away. As I loved it too. As I've gotten older, there is something so cool about the way things work, how people work, the progress we're making in terms of just like loving nature. There, it was just cool to step into yeah. a day in the life of not only an Imagineer, but a person who is genuinely trying to make the world a better place. And and to see like the behind the scenes, how they're innovatively growing different um, produce. How all the vertical exactly. gardens and things cool. like that, how they were growing root vegetables vertically. Like that was awesome. They talk about fish farms and typically fish farms have a really negative reputation, but you know that Disney respects animals. We are not vegetarians or vegans and we talk about that. We talk I just said I'm, I eat a burger. So if you are a vegetarian or a vegan, maybe you don't want to go on this ride. I don't really know. I mean the fish farms are very sh- a very small portion of this experience I and just because you're a vegetarian or a vegan doesn't mean that the people who surround you or people who make up the world are too right so it's just a cool experience to kind of teach you how they're working to make 
the world a greener and more sustainable place. If you are a person who is a little bit um, turned off by the food industry, maybe this isn't the right for you. But if you're someone who can appreciate people doing things the right way, mm. then I would say this is a really, really and informative to be ride. Innovative and, and it was visually gorgeous. Yeah, I thought it was just a really informative, cool ride, and it was relaxing for Ryder. It was soothing. Ryder kind of wanted to jump off the ship. But yeah, you're on a boat. It's in the water. <laughs> so, but I will. I just thought it was visually gorgeous. I thought it was a really enlightening experience. I learned stuff, which was unexpected and right right one of the scenes kind of reminded me of the wizard of oz which i loved <laughs> i really Do you know I, what i'm talking yes. about that scene with the dog and the our house. favorite it was one. gorgeous yeah. yeah um cool so we're done with our likes i thought you had one more nope because we shared hagrid's ride i said mythos the hulk la Cellier, and oh the you're Riviera. right okay guys we are about to be so mean get ready <laughs> To meet the Morgan Jordan new growing up. You have no idea who we are. (laughs) Okay, should I go first or should you go first? You go first. Okay, my first dislike, which it's going to come as no surprise to anyone who's ever been to Disney, the crowds at Disney were really upsetting this trip. I thought about mentioning that. It is infuriating that people have figured out to go during the low season. American population, stop being so brilliant. (laughs) You genius Americans. <laughs> You're so annoying. <laughs> Guys, I think that June sounds like a great month to go to Disney. Stop imposing. Love on humidity. Love hot weather. <laughs> so fun. No, really, um, the crowds were the worst they've ever been. Even at Universal Week. Worst they've ever been for this time of year. For this time of year, exactly. Um, even at Universal, we were surprised. We were told that the lines weren't going to be terribly long. They were surprisingly longer than we thought. Um, they still were not bad at Universal. That's like, Disney is always worse. Disney's always worse. Um, I definitely, we both definitely know from experience that usually when you go this time of year, you're not going to wait in very long of a line. We were sadly mistaken this time around. Um, we did wait in pretty substantial lines at several different attractions but you know it's better than what's considered high season yeah it's just a sad reality that we're facing yeah that everyone's figured out our trick that's true to go in february or october exactly so y'all we still recommend going during this low yeah. season i mean, I mean would you rather wait in a 30 is, minute line or would you rather wait in an hour and 30 minute line right like we didn't get a ride peter pan which is a regret and we didn't ride et which looking there's back a lot of stuff yeah. men in black like there are things that we didn't get a ride that honestly i'm kind of kicking myself for but right at the end of the day like we prioritized rider and exactly we, we made it work however we could and we waited when we could and we didn't when we couldn't right and it is what it is yep i agree What's your first dislike? My first dislike, and this is not going to come as a surprise to you at all, the Fast and the Furious ride at Universal, <laughs> I, I'm i not going to even like sugarcoat it. I hated it. I'm really happy that you mentioned this because mom and I had such a different experience than you Ugh. and Ryan. Ryan. Okay, so I rode this ride with Ryan and Jordan rode with my mom, our mom. Sorry. She's not just my mom. She's our mom. And it was ridiculous and rude, but I thought <laughs> I mean, we walked right on it and it wasn't because of our express passes. We would have walked right on it even if we hadn't had express passes. And you wanna know why? Because no one else was riding it. 
That should be a hint. That should be hint number that one. actually... That it's not a good ride. So, if you've ever been on Earthquake at They should have kept Earthquake. You're right. Honestly. You, earthquake on, was light years better. Light years. I do agree. Like, some of the OG rides are just undeniably so much better than some of these new rides. Um, and I have that in my notes. Should have kept Earthquake. <laughs> If mom and I, like, if you're advocating for an earthquake to literally be there instead of something else, you must have really hated it. I think the reason why mom and I actually loved it was because it was the comedy. Because y'all came off. You obviously hated it. Hate we it. were doing child swap. Which, Despised. I will not lie, Universal has a better child swap than Disney. But Agreed. Disney cannot make it work. So I understand why they do it how they do it. Um, that being said... Um, we saw the hate on your faces and mom and I went into it thinking like, we are just going super to low expectations, the lowest expectations. And also like, what on earth could this be? And so we were cracking up during the dance scene. We were cracking up the acting. My, the thing I think about is how much better would this ride be if it were for to the experience instead of like. 50 people to the well, experience. This is what we always talk about. I don't even know how many times we've had to say it. Someone listen. But an experience is so much better when it's in a more intimate group. Uh-huh. Um, if it were a smaller group, I feel that you could have, they could have made it, the motion would have been way more extreme. It would have been more thrilling. It would have felt more real. What was actually cool about this ride was this this the graphics the cgi the right in the chase scene there's a chase scene the chase scene it could have could been, have been amazing it could have been it amazing were. if it was set up like transformers or, exactly or right. spider-man but it wasn't it was set up like king kong and you guys this thing barely moved like it doesn't even feel like you're moving with the screen yeah. king kong does a better job at that and i don't even like king kong I, but... d- I don't either i don't like the new king kong but it does a better job than right. this one does it was so underwhelming i felt it was stupid overall the thing is they should have kept earthquake i do want the the creatives over at universal to consider this those rides will never be anyone's favorite. Right. At the end of the day, King Kong, Fast and the Furious, they're not going to be anyone's favorite because you remember you're on a ride when you look to your left, you look to your right, you, you look strangers. ahead of you, you look behind you, and you are smushed into a cabin. Honestly, I know it costs more money, but rip the ride down and start afresh because because you guys need to be doing this 12-series epic story yeah a, not a disservice because the, right now it's just you it just seems like it was done hastily cheaply quickly, which i hate uh-huh. to say i know and um just to get something new up the thing is like god i, I feel so mean i love no, no i think it's good i think it's good because i love vin diesel I can't explain yeah. it, but I love him. Love and Diesel, love The Rock, love Ludacris. Ludacris, I love the whole I, cast. I do. I See, The Rock, I have super special feelings about. Is he in the Fast and the Furious movies? I didn't even know that. And I lo- I think he's a great person. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have real emotions for all these people. Right. But what I will say is, like, they deserve better. And I know this sounds rude, but, like, I want to feel like I am hanging out. Yep. With Ludacris and Vin Diesel and The Rock. And I want to feel like it is not a ride. I don't want to remember it is when I'm smushed up against people. So I agree with you in that aspect. The thing is, I think my mom and I enjoyed it because 
at the end of the day, like this sounds so bad, but it was it was like funny to us. Yeah. The, the FBI agent is such a bad actor, and I'm not trying to be rude. I think he was instructed to be that way. I don't yeah, think it was probably he meant is to actually, be a little bit kitschy. It is meant to be that way. It's not him actually, but um, and honestly, I wanted to see Paul Walker, and that's all I have to I say. Know. Do you want to hear my next dislike? Yes. Um, this is an obvious no-brainer. If anyone showed up at the parks, they would be upset. Splash Mountain was shut down for renovations. I knew you were going to put this on there. Well, every time I go in February, it's shut down for renovations. And they must just think it's a good month because it's typically cooler. But this time it was, it was hot. It was trip. burning up. Yeah, it was 87 like three days in a row, which... It's way hotter in the parks than it sounds. <sighs> yeah, It's, way, it it's feels hard to find shade. Like, it was hot. So I did see that they were... Doing something new, I think, mm-hmm. with Splash Mountain. I did look like they were constructing a new. Structure. It could have been a fast pass line. It could have been something that did not have to do with the ride, but it kind of looked like it had to do with the ride. Yeah. So we aren't exactly sure what was going on, but we all we do know for sure is that we didn't get to ride it, and that is a massive letdown. Exactly. Massive. Okay. What's your next dislike? So I'm going to stay at the Magic Kingdom with you on this one and say the lack of good food options. That's one of mine. Oh my god! It was so disappointing to me that like it was a no-brainer when it came to why dislike. it's just now hitting me. There are very few and far between food options at the Magic Kingdom. I couldn't agree. Like Liberty Tree Tavern, yeah, yeah, is the only it's the only. And and honestly, you have to be starving mm-hmm. to truly enjoy Liberty Tree Tavern. Y'all, I it wasn't get, good. Listen, we get that there need to be, a, like, a majority of the restaurants at Magic Kingdom need to be quick service because mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom caters to kids. They don't want to wait around to be served food. They want to eat and get going on to the next ride. We get it. Like, that's how we were as kids. Yeah. I could survive on a below average turkey leg and be perfectly We love fine. Starlight Cafe for that reason. Yeah, we quick, ate at Starlight so Cafe fly. every single time because it was easy, quick. We can go to Space Mountain, go grab a bite, and then go back to Alien right. Encounter where my dad tortured us for years. But <laughs> <laughs> I just like as an adult now, especially with a toddler who's not in any rush to go anywhere, I would have loved to have some really good food at lunch because we were starving and – we had very mediocre food it was a quick service restaurant. I have to be honest, it was not even mediocre. It was not good. It yeah. just was not good and it was packed. It was and packed. I- it was uncomfortable. We couldn't find a table. Mm-hmm. The line was really long. It was not Disney. No, it wasn't. It felt like Six Flags. It felt like Six Flags. It felt like a mall. Yeah. It was not good. And honestly... In my opinion, I think that's the reason why Magic Kingdom is my least, least favorite, favorite park. park. I, was I never just say thought that. I would say that. I was just going to say that. I love Space Mountain. I love Splash Mountain. There are not words for these rides. Big Thunder, you're growing on me. There are things I love about this park, mostly the castle and the sights. And yes, we ate at the Beauty and the Beast restaurant. Be our guest. Yeah. We had which breakfast there. The food wasn't great, but the atmosphere is killer. And there are things that I technically love about Magic Kingdom, but something is missing. Y'all, I miss the days, and this goes back to Jordan's second point, when we could go to the parks during low season and 
walk around Magic Kingdom without bumping into people everywhere. It's and not that anymore. It's not that anymore. And it makes it so much harder to enjoy your experience, especially when it comes to eating. Especially when it comes to eating. And that's just facts. Yeah. Magic Kingdom has easily moved itself into my least favorite park. Although it is the most nostalgic and it's also the most, you know, themed right. as far as Disney goes. It's just, it's... And for the record, this is the most unpopular opinion we probably hold. Right. But, um, and I have kids, so it is the most kid-friendly park. But I think if I could expand one park in acreage, it would be Magic Kingdom easily because I think that people are starving for that experience that is truly nostalgic, which is not bumping into strangers and mm-hmm. having more options where to eat and where to go. And I think the Walt Disney thing to do would be to provide more options and more room for I just can't your everyday imagine, park like, If we were there on a Tuesday in February and it right. was like that, I cannot imagine what that park is like on a Saturday in the summer. I have to think, too, that... I mean, I realize that Magic Kingdom clears out at night, but because this is the most kid-friendly park, most people mm-hmm. who are going to Disney are going there before they're going to any other park, which right. makes me a little bit bummed because they're not getting the true experience of Disney, which includes great food. Right. Right. Totally so agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that was a very valid point, and it was on my list. Should I continue, or do you want to do the next one? No, you go. Um, is Test Track closed forever? What's the deal? I actually did research. I was just going to ask if you did because it seems like it's closed forever. It seems like it is. It is not. It is undergoing refurbishments. Who knows what that means because Disney is sneaky sneaks. So And especially a test track is at Epcot. So right. Epcot is undergoing major extreme overhaul right now and we don't know what's happening to like half of it. I think they are making it a little bit more Marvel Universal or maybe See, a little I, bit more Tron-y. I don't really I'm know. I'm not going to like that. I wish they would have kept the original test track. I loved it and it didn't really have to do that much with Disney, but who on God's Epcot doesn't earth, really have much to do with Disney anyway. I do you, know. If you remember, but, like think back, um, Norway used to have the Viking ride. Which I loved. Loved. Um, that's not Disney. Right. Epcot is all that's about... That's why they changed like, it to Frozen, though. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I liked it when it wasn't, like, leave I, Magic Kingdom to be, like, the Disney, Disney, Disney. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think... I totally agree with you, but I do think that Disney felt pressure to Disneyfy their Epcot. Parts. Yeah. And I think that that's why they integrated Frozen. The Nemo which, ride. Exactly. Nemo I, ride obviously came in. They troned the test track, which for the record, loved it pre-tron. Don't like it as much troned. So are these words? They're not. But y'all know what I mean. Like, I just feel like Epcot was great because it was Epcot. And yeah, it was different. It was, you're focusing, it literally, if you spend a week at Disney World and you're spending two days at Magic Kingdom, you want to break from the from the Disney characters. Right. You just do. And part of the Disney World experience is being able to take a step away but still be at the park and still be experiencing something amazing. Right. That's not necessarily in this I don't and I mean this with all due respect, shoving Disney down your throat. So my thing is just and this is the last thing I'll say about it. 
Epcot was Walt Disney, which in my opinion is more Disney than Disney movies right. today. So like if you are accurately depicting Walt's vision, I know I understand his vision World. for Epcot was like a little bit different than it. It wasn't a little bit. It was quite a bit different, but he still was thinking about futuristic thinking and technology and learning, learn exactly. Yeah. And um, that's what Epcot used to be. I just really hope it doesn't get suckered into this idea of having everything disney 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 when we don't need another a little bit of walt I, I just want to keep walt yeah so anyway what is your next dislike my next dislike is going to be toy story land really yes i'm kind of surprised right now i thought you would be honestly i was not a fan I'm really happy we get to disagree about this. I'm really happy. I was not a fan of Toy Story Land. It felt, and it's the only place in Hollywood Studios that feels this way, very theme parky. Okay, so. Very theme parky. I understand why you feel that way. I do think that the crowding was a huge issue and a big part of why you felt that way. Possibly. You know, I don't know. It, it's also the queues. There is no... Mm, the queues I are agree. the typical theme park queue. There is nothing even remotely interactive or engaging in any of them. With They're the just, exception of the shooter one. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. They have the big animatronic potato head. So that is the exception. Right. But I understand what you mean. It just felt like I was walking through six... Again, I'm going to say six flags. Like it just... I didn't like my time there. I did not enjoy it. So I, my perspective, just having Ryder and Ryder being a huge fan of Toy Story. Toy Mm. Story is, that series is by far his favorite. And he's a year and a half. And I'm sure there are doctors out there who are like, Jordan, what are you doing? He shouldn't be watching TV, blah, blah, blah. I'm so annoying and I'm so much better than you. (laughs) But (laughs) my My baby doesn't get screen time (laughs) until he is five. My baby watches Disney. I am not sorry shove it <laughs> that was not Disney appropriate I love but you. I've um, never felt so proud of my that's life. the first time she's ever said she loves me <laughs> um no I I really loved him like Ryan would say where's Woody and Ryder would point to Woody which was so cool and the the minor details like the bri- or the block letters above restroom Andy's footprints on the ground Things like that, to me, were phenomenal. One of the cast members who worked there thought Ryder was so cute that we got to skip. We got to go into the yeah, fast, fast lane. that was and really cool. If you're listening to this, you're an angel sent from God, and I love you. Yeah, she, we went on um, alien swirling saucers, saucers yeah. and Ryder, it's one of the very few rides that Ryder was tall enough He to literally ride. stood up. He stood up and, and he it was, was an inch so taller than he had to be. So oh, it was so cute. And, proud mommy moment. And the uh, cast member who was directing people to go in either the regular standby line or the fast pass line was like, you guys can just go in the fast pass line. Even though we didn't have fast passes for that particular ride and it was awesome of her to do that. So we we so much appreciate Another that. Disney magical moment. Yeah. Disney encourage your employees to give out so many free fast yeah, passes. Yeah, that is awesome when it they do that. It changes lives. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Um, so I understand why you said it. I'm going to disagree though, because I do think it is such a great park for little kids or a a part of a park for great kids. The crowds were a little bit annoying. I wish the walkway were larger. Right. Okay. My fourth was no great place to eat Magic Kingdom. So I'm going to skip ahead. 
My fifth dislike. It's a minor one, but I think it's important. Disney World is like 10 times cleaner than Universal. And I don't really know what Universal needs to do to put a focus on cleanliness in the restrooms, but I think it's crucial. I totally agree. I noticed that three or four times while we were at Universal, how every restroom I walked into just felt like a gross... It felt like a LaGuardia bathroom that's before before the renovation. <laughs> that's that's an X. <laughs> yeah, that's a big X. Um, I agree, and I don't know. I don't know what the solution is there. I think maybe just realign your focus with with cleanliness. I mean, they've done right. such a good job in upping their hospitality. I really truly believe that. Um, Disney has a button you're able to push that says, is this restroom clean right. or is it not? And if you push not, someone immediately comes to clean it up. That is game changer. Yeah, I think it's amazing. And I think that Disney probably overstaffs their parks in order to be yeah. able to do stuff like that. There was one restroom at Disney I was not pleased with. The others I was extremely pleased with. Um, Magic Kingdom, again, could use some of those renovations, some of those updates. Mm-hmm. Disney, anyone, if you're listening, please focus on Magic Kingdom. It needs your loving. Right? Yeah. It needs a little touch of kindness. Agreed. Okay, Morg, what's your final? Well, I have two more. Oh, I don't know how. (laughs) No, it's probably because I was just too excited to talk about what I hate, apparently. Okay. I need to get my life together. (laughs) Well, the first one we've kind of already mentioned, and it was that we only spent one day at Universal. Um... Yeah, you really big need, not like. You really need two full days to experience everything at both parks, especially when it's not exactly empty. Um, I didn't go get to go on several of my favorite favorite rides, like the Rip Ride Rocket or Doctor Doom's Fear Fall, Jurassic Park River Adventure, or Men in Black. We didn't get to go on any of those, and I know that almost all of those were on my list mm-hmm. of my favorite rides at I love Universal, those. and they're so good but we were so concerned with being able to show like my mom had never been to wizarding world right and so we wanted her to experience everything over there and we wanted to ride hagrid's ride and we needed to worry about you know what we were going to do with rider while we were doing child swap and we wanted to ride the mummy and there were just things that took precedent over making sure that we got to go on every single one of these rides also something to note about going in these months that are supposed to be quote-unquote low season is the parks at Universal will close earlier during the week. Like Universal closed at 8 p.m. and Islands closed at 7 p.m. I think it's backward. I feel like Islands needs to close later. It's a little bit more adult themed. Right. I felt like that was weird. It was a little weird and so we did end up leaving the parks probably about two hours before we normally would have. Hagrid Mm -hmm. was the last ride we went on that day. I mean what a way to end it. Right. Like no doubt no regrets no regrets but i do wish we had spent two days at universal and if we had just extended our trip one day we could have done that and it would have been fine but we thought we could do it in one day because we thought the crowds would be really low they weren't necessarily it is what it is my advice to you in the future it's easily solvable spend two days at universal i love it and the last thing i want to say is shout out to mike shelly's husband 
You are invited next time to Universal. Always invited. You are always invited. Come with Please us. Please hang out with us. We know you want to hang out at Harry Potter. And Leave Shelly at home <laughs> and come join the fun Shell, people. we love you, but we don't want you getting sick. Stay cozy. <laughs> watch Lifetime. Mike, you're invited. Go Steelers. <laughs> I still have one dislike. Okay. Last dislike. This is going to get <laughs> so much flack. You guys... I don't, please don't write us off after I say this. I'm just speaking what I feel. I think it's good. I think I'm, people I'm like honestly perspectives. not. You know what I hate more than anything is when people say, I'm just speaking my truth. No, there is one truth. Like, I hate <laughs> when people say that, but this is true for me and I really need you to know. The truth is just the truth, Morg. What is the truth? I hated Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I hated it. Before you say anything. She's not giving anything away. Yeah. And we are I, going to have a separate yes. episode where if you want to know if you're going to get sick on the ride, if you want to know if it is going to take too long, if you want to know if it's worth the getting real, up at 6 Yeah, the real ends, we will tell you, but honestly proceed with caution because you may have some things ruined for you only if you are seeking answers to your questions should you listen to that episode. Yeah, but... In this episode, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. I'm not going to ruin the ride for you. Listen, it's on my list of dislikes. And I and I will say that may have to do with the fact that I'm not a Star Wars person. I'm not... Meaning she hasn't watched the movies. I've seen some of the movies. Right. I'm not an adamant watcher. I'm not a fan. I wouldn't call myself a fan. Um, but all of that being said... This is the premiere ride at Disney World right now. People are getting up, like Ryan and I did, at 5.30 in the morning to go to Hollywood Studios, stand in line to be later allowed into the park at 7 a.m., which is an hour before the attractions open. So once you're allowed into the park, you're there for an hour before you can get on the Disney app. And exactly at 8 a.m., Try your hardest to list you and whoever you're with. They have to be in the park. Your magic bands have to be swept into the park to get a boarding group to then later be called to get on Rise of the Resistance. Maybe. 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 Called. If you're group 71 or below, you have a not guaranteed but pretty good chance of making it. If you're anywhere above 71, especially on a day like we went, when the right. ride broke down five or six times, right. you're not going to get on the ride. Disney, offer fast passes, cut off standby to a certain point. Eventually they will. Change this situation. Um, it's because of the popularity of the ride. We, right. Ryan and I spent the entire morning, once we got into the... We, we woke up at 5.30. We got to the park at 6.15. We stood in line for 45 minutes before we were let into the park. We swiped our magic bands. We got in. There were thousands of people in the park before it even opened. Thousands of people in the park. It was, I've never seen Mm -hmm. anything like it. So Ryan and I were kind of trying to stay away from the crowds. I opened up my Disney Disney Experience app, which had our magic bands listed, had us listed. Um, And then when it eventually turned 8 a.m., we could click get boarding group Mm -hmm. and hope pray to god mm-hmm. that we got added in one that was below group 71 right so we kind of tried to steer away from the crowds we hung out for an hour and we made friends with this cast member they who, fell in love i'm going through a divorce 
we've we've we met this cast member who works at Rise of the Resistance, and he was raving about the ride. Said it was so amazing. He, I would come off the ride crying. Like he made it sound like, uh, I mean, it would be better than anything I would ever experience in my life. And so Ryan and I are obviously so excited. It turns 8 a.m. I'm like fighting in my app trying to get a boarding group. List me and Ryan. Eventually we get boarding group 57, you guys. So we were pretty much guaranteed to get on this ride. Right. We were pumped. So we leave the park. We come back with Jordan and my mom and Ryder and we spend the day there. The ride breaks down like five different times for a couple hours at a time. And... At that point, we're wondering if we woke up at 5.30 for no reason, if we would ever be able to get on the ride. Uh, We kept pushing back our dinner reservations because we didn't think we would be able to get on it. Eventually, they call the group before us, Group 56. And so we start heading over to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And we get there, and all of a sudden, they're not calling boarding groups anymore. The ride had broken down again. The group before us. We're about to, you know, mom and Jordan and Ryder need to go to Epcot in case we're going to miss our reservations. And Ryan and I just wait for them to possibly reopen the ride. Eventually they do. We go get in line when they finally call group 57. We wait in line for about an hour. Was the queue The queue is cool. The queue is cool. Okay. Um, It's not, uh, it's not Harry Potter. Yeah, well, nothing's Harry Potter. It's not interactive. Right. It has a lot of stuff to look at, but it's not interactive. It has no presentation or anything like that. Um, But without giving anything away, you guys, I can say with full confidence that I was so extremely underwhelmed by the entire thing. Like, when I say it's more than a ride, it is. It's an experience. It is an adventure. I believe that people probably feel like they are actually there, not just on a movie set, like actually there. Um, There were little details I saw that seemed fake to me, but maybe that's just me being overly judgmental or critical. And also the buildup was so intense and the wait was so long before we were able to go on it that maybe my expectations were too high. Um... I just was, I was very let down and I did not, I, I would not get up at 5.30 for that ride again. We are so happy we're back and we're back for good and forgive us if we take a week off here or a week off there. We live an hour away from each other, but we try to make it work and we love y'all for sticking with us and thank you so much for supporting our podcast. We will see you again next week with a new episode about the food we eat because because park snobs and food are synonymous. (laughs) Okay, guys, we will see you next. Love you guys. Bye.